Welcome back to the Futures Green podcast. Today, we'll learn all about sun safety, what sunscreen types are available to you, and how to be an eco-conscious consumer. Lydia, do you want to kick us off with a little bit about sun safety and why the sun is a threat to human health? Absolutely. So, the sun radiates ultraviolet or UV light into the atmosphere, and these harmful rays can penetrate through human skin. UVA is the longest wavelength among the UV rays. It can penetrate through clouds, glass, and deep layers of the skin, and this plays a major role in the formation of skin cancer. This is also closely linked to premature signs of aging, so sunspots, wrinkles, fine lines, loss of the elasticity and youthful glow of the skin that we're all striving for. Additionally, there are two more types of harmful UV rays, so UVB, which is a shorter wavelength than UVA, and this primarily affects the outside layer of the skin, which is when you get a sunburn. This is the type of ray that causes that, and again, this plays a crucial role in skin cancer development. And then lastly, we have UVC rays, which are the shortest wavelengths and most energetic And they're typically absorbed by Earth's atmosphere as the ozone layer blocks it. But there are some uh, artificial sources, so not a huge concern when it comes to direct sun exposure, but still something, of course, to watch out for. As we know, um, the sun's rays are the strongest between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. And it's critical to know this and dress accordingly because the sun can radiate through thin clothing, windows, and clouds. And if you're at the beach or at the pool, even skiing or snowboarding, because the sun can reflect off of sand, water, snow, ice, and pavement, and again, cause further damage to your exposed skin. And as always, intensity depends on altitude, angle of the sun, so it's very location-specific, but the ways that you're going to go about staying safe are pretty you know, standard across the board, but we're going to talk about those in further detail later. Ireland, could you tell us more about the different types of sunscreens that are available to us as consumers? I would love to. So there are two main types of sunscreen, physical and chemical sunscreens. So physical or inorganic sunscreen is often referred to, we've probably seen it advertised as mineral sunscreen. And this is because it contains minerals such as titanium dioxide or zinc oxide as the main active ingredients. And these work to create a physical barrier on the skin to reflect and then scatter UV radiation away from the skin. And usually with both of these two active ingredients, although you do always have to check, they'll be advertised as broad spectrum. This means that it protects against both UVA and UVB rays. One important thing to note is that the European Chemicals Agency classified titanium dioxide as potentially carcinogenic in inhalable form. So that means like a spray sunscreen, for example. So if you do have the option between a spray or a just simple lotion sunscreen, Opting for the lotion sunscreen prevents that potential inhalation of whatever minerals or whatever the ingredients are in your sunscreen. So the second type of sunscreen is known as chemical or organic. These usually include active ingredients including avobenzone, octinazate, oxybenzone, and octocrylene. These active ingredients work to penetrate the skin. So unlike that mineral sunscreen we were talking about, These chemicals are actually going deep into the layers of the skin, 
and there they absorb UV radiation, then they convert that into heat, which is released by the skin. So yes, they're protecting oftentimes against both UVA and UVB. You do have to check like we were saying. But the downside of this is that instead of remaining on the top of your skin as a barrier, it is actually getting deep within your skin. And interestingly enough, which probably does not come as a surprise. The CDC, in their fourth national report on human exposure to environmental chemicals, they found approximately 97% of the people they had tested, they had oxybenzone present in their urine. So this is not great because there is emerging evidence that oxybenzone is a potential hormone disruptor. It has also been linked to Hirschsprung's disease, And that's in humans. And then in terms of environmental impact, oxybenzone has been shown to be incredibly toxic, especially relative to coral and fish species, ranging from reef bleaching to overall mortality. Oxybenzone additionally can react with chlorine to produce even more toxic byproducts that can become especially concentrated. So in swimming pools, different types of water filtrations, etc. So these chemicals are ones you definitely want to be on the watch for. And when you have the choice, definitely opt for mineral sunscreen with something like titanium dioxide or zinc oxide and preferably in the lotion form as opposed to the spray form. Lydia, do you want to talk to us a little bit about why we should consider putting on sunscreen even when flying? Sure. Okay. So this is probably something you might not think about because you figure I'm in, I'm indoors in a way, I'm in the airplane, but flying 56 minutes in the pilot seat at 30,000 feet was found to be equivalent to the UVA received from a 20-minute tanning bed session. That's crazy. Probably something we don't think about. Like I said, I don't think I even knew this prior to preparing for this episode, but definitely something to keep in mind. So an easy way to protect yourself from the UVA harmful rays when you're flying would be to apply SPF, in the form of moisturizer, even sunscreen on your face, hands, forearms, any exposed skin that's going to be, you know, at risk, especially if you're in a window seat. Speaking of sunscreen, Ireland, would you tell us more about some of our favorite fig-approved sunscreens and why we think they're a great choice? Of course. So one of fig's favorite sunscreens is Blue Lizard. So especially for people who maybe tend to react to different skin formulations. It's safe for most skins because it is free of parabens and also fragrances, and it's also reef safe, which is awesome. So it comes with zinc oxide, one of those main ingredients we were talking before in the mineral sunscreens, and it provides just about 97% coverage from the UV radiation produced by the skin. So that's a great number. And it's also dermatologist approved. And this is probably one of the best sunscreens you can get in terms of ingredients, but also value. I believe the one I just ordered last week, actually, it was about $15, which is, I would say for most sunscreens within probably the average range, at least the ones and the prices I've seen. But Blue Lizard is great. There are, I'm sure, many other great brands out there. Just make sure you are reading the back of the label because if it's something you're putting on you, that might actually 
end up within your body, like we were saying, you want to make sure you know what those ingredients are and what the benefits and or harms that they may pose. So Lydia, when you are going to the beach, Miami is beautiful, so I'm sure you're getting lots of beach days in these days. What are some of your beach essentials? This is such a fun question. Okay, so Blue Lizard sunscreen is actually one of my favorites. I have that in my beach bag right now. I also have the Sunbum Chapstick. I am a fan of their sunscreen, but in terms of environmental and physical um, health and safety, I do think that Blue Lizard is the better option. But when it comes to a chapstick, Sunbum is great, smells wonderful, so that's a staple. A hat, I just have like a simple baseball cap that I keep in my bag. So I think the one I have in there right now is our matching green one from Reserve Paddle. Very fun. (laughs) This one's kind of funny, but I really hate when I get sand like all over my feet and hands um, sitting on the beach. And I don't know, it's like inevitable. It's no matter how many towels I bring, how much safe space I give myself that's sand free, I still end up covered like a child. So... I have Burt's Bees baby powder and a sports towel and rubbing baby powder on an area of your skin that has sand. I don't know the science behind this, but it just wicks it away like instantly. So life hack. And then of course, I have my Yeti to keep my water cold. And I usually pop a noon tablet in there before I leave the house. That way I can stay hydrated because sitting on the beach tanning does cause me to sweat quite a bit. So I don't want to leave dehydrated and then always either headphones listen to music or a good reading book. Last time I was at the beach, I was reading The Shift by Tinks, which is one of our fig book club reads, and I highly recommend it. Ireland, I know you're spending some time in LBI this summer. What are some of your beach essentials? First, probably just being conscious of the time I am spending in the sun giving myself breaks when needed because although it can be tempting to be out all day if I'm not prepared or if I spend too much time out there, it's usually not a happy ending. So I would say that's like my first thing. UV protective clothing is something I've been using probably since I was really little, my siblings and I included. And so this is clothing like you put on. So if you've ever seen like long swim shirts I use that if I know I'm going to be out for a really long time just to get some extra protection. And then I love sunglasses that do offer UV protection or regular glasses. And then in terms of my friends out there who wear contacts, I use dailies from AccuView. These are great because they block 97% of UVB and 81% of UVA rays. And they're the only major brand which blocks UV to this magnitude. And I didn't even realize that until I was checking out the box earlier today. So that's great because your eyes are also prone or can be prone to damage. Another beach essential, I love the Spindrift Seltzers. Alcohol obviously can be dehydrating to begin with. And when you throw the sun in there... It's like the perfect storm for sunburn, dehydration, all of that. So I really like these seltzers because they give me something fruity to drink, but they're refreshing and they don't come with all of the downsides of alcohol consumption. You can't see it here, but I have a large brim hat just for extra protection around my face. Those are probably the biggest things. And then just water. 
hydrate or dehydrate. What a great list. You definitely cannot go to the beach without a fun bev and some water. So those were really great recommendations. To close us out, do you want to give us a little bit of a recap, Lydia, on how we can stay safe in the sun? Sure thing. Okay, so we have compiled a recap of five simple ways to stay safe in the sun. We're going to start off simple, wear sunscreen, and frequently reapply. I'm very guilty of this. I'll go to the beach. I'll get all set up. I lather on the sunscreen, and I think I'm, I'm good to go for the day. But next thing you know, you've been there for four hours, and SPF typically, I think, has a window between 30 to 60 minutes of efficacy. So very important to reapply, especially if you're sweating or going swimming. Super important. Secondly, this might be silly, but wear driving gloves in the car to prevent sunburn and wrinkles on the hands. I heard that on another podcast. I think it's a great idea. Definitely going to look into that. Wear a hat and other protective clothing items when in the sun for a prolonged period of time. A wide brim hat like Ireland just suggested sounds like something great to look into. Number four, know that even when it is chilly outside, the sun can harm you. Wear protective clothing and SPF when skiing, snowboarding, hiking, etc. And number five, again, very simple, monitor the UV on your cell phone in the weather app. If you're looking at the weather app and the UV is really high, you might want to consider, you know, alternate plans for the day, depending on what material clothing you have access to at that time, or just, you know, looking to be mindful of, okay, maybe I don't want to be in direct sun for four hours straight when the UV is anywhere between, I would say, above six to 10. That's probably, you know, danger zone. But of course, you know, just be a conscious consumer and have fun in the sun. Well, I can't wait to keep testing out our sun strategies this summer, and I definitely see some fig beach days in the near future as well. Absolutely. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We wish you a healthy and safe and fun summer in the sun. Bye.